The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to Long Shots After the Cut. Right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon, along with Wes Reynolds on a Friday night here in Las Vegas. And we are 36 holes into the 103rd PGA Championship at the Ocean Course in Kiowa Island, South Carolina. We wanted to come together and assess what we've seen so far, what we think might happen going forward, and see if we can find a good better two on it. So welcome in once again to Long Shots After the Cut. And Wes, good evening to you. I, I think for the most part, you and I and golf bettors and golf fans what we want to see in a major championship has really played out here through the first two days. Brutally difficult weather elements to battle, but there are still low scores out there, birdies and eagle opportunities to be had. And we're halfway through and the leader is at five under par. So we should get to that neighborhood of say eight, 10, 11, maybe even 12 under par as far as a winning score. And then that would kind of, in my opinion, really kind of complete a masterpiece of balance between drama and aesthetic value and difficulty. I, I think it's really been a gem so far, the PGA championship. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Brady. When you look at what the PGA, I think, wants this course to play, they want kind of in that minus eight to minus 12 under range. And I think that they're right on pace here with the two co-leaders, Phil Mickelson and Louis Eustazen at five under. And you also got some notable players that didn't make the cut. When you have three of the top four players in the world golf rankings not make the cut at a major, and that would be 
be number one, Dustin Johnson, number two, Justin Thomas, number four, Xander Schauffele, John Rahm, the only one of the top four in the world that's going to make the weekend here at Kiwa Island. But yet you still have some big names uh, up there at the top of the board. Some we haven't seen in a while, like Phil and Louie. Brooks Kepka now third. Hideki Matsuyama, a really nice round on Friday to get into a tie for fourth. So you do have some established class players, and then you have some guys down the board a little bit lurking, like the Bryson DeChambeau's and the Victor Hovland's. He gave a little back today, but still only five shots off the lead. So, look, uh, we could maybe get the weather be the worst for the leaders going into tomorrow. If you look at some of the early forecasts, maybe some of the guys out a little bit earlier, two hours or so before the leaders, going to get the better of it. So you could get an even more condensed leaderboard, I think, tomorrow. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The wind is supposed to tail off quite a bit. I think today was probably the worst we're going to see all weekend as far as the wind today on Friday. Uh, But it's supposed to calm down quite a bit on Saturday. And then, like you say, maybe pick up a little bit more in the afternoon. Uh, And then Sunday picking up a little bit more, which should make for a great final round. Interesting, you talk about kind of how crowded the board is. The last 33 major champions... All of them have gone into the weekend at six shots or less out of the lead. So if you translate that to Kiowa here in this edition of the PGA, that brings 29 players into that fold, either six shots back or less. And so, yeah, you know, with with the weather changing as far as the wind, maybe the morning guys having a little advantage. I think we have a long way to go here. And I think people, I think that six shot range makes a lot of sense. You look at guys like Shane Lowry shot a nice round today. He's at even par five shots back. Bubba Watson played a solid round today, six shots back. I think some of these guys are still in the mix. Yeah, they absolutely are because you want to see if maybe you're going to get a little regression from the leaders. And I'll start with Phil Mickelson first. Phil Mickelson this year on the PGA Tour going up to the PGA Championship was 193rd on the PGA Tour for strokes he gained off the tee. Was losing, I believe, uh, 0.44 a round or something like that, uh, give or take a couple uh, couple tenths there. But through 36 holes here at Kiwa Island, he is number one in the field for strokes gained off the tee. 3.156 strokes through the first two rounds. And you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, Brady, but I guess maybe this is a major. The opportunities when you're 51 are going to be rare for Phil Mickelson, but this is a course we talked about, very wide fairways. You're not going to get in trouble off the tee as much as you would at like a U.S. Open or at an Augusta National. So, Phil, I think taking advantage of those conditions, uh, playing very well, and he is, shares the lead with Louis Oosthuizen, who we know is a former major champion, also has been he has the bridesmaid basically uh, slam where he's finished second in all four majors. So he is right there. And we always talk about Ustays and not always there, but kind of a big game hunter when it's major championship time. Somehow he is on that leaderboard. And that's why I think a lot of value betters like him. So they will be the final pairing tomorrow. Yeah, Phil, to your point there about strokes gained off the tee, he's hitting over, or today rather in his round, he hit over 78% of the fairways off the tee. I mean, when was the last time you saw that stat out of Phil Mickelson? I kind of hope he hangs on because it's a great story. Now, certainly you and I have different guys in pocket uh, that we'd like to win this thing. But uh, if somebody other than one of my guys is going to do it, it would be a great story for Phil. And, 
You know, another guy that I do not have in pocket, uh, but I'd like to see win is Louis Eustazen. He's always been a favorite player of mine. He has absolutely a complete game. We saw him stripe it off the tee today. He's always been a tremendous ball striker. And this year, I mean, you talk about Phil hitting fairways. When was the last time Louis Eustazen was number one on tour in strokes gained putting? So he's lighting it up with the flat stick. And, you know, he's in the neighborhood of six to one with the lead. I actually don't think that's a bad price. I think, uh, you know, you, of course, you have Brooks Kepka, another big game hunter there, breathing down the neck of Mickelson and Oosthuizen. But uh, I, I think right now, Louis in a great position. And at six to one, I think that would be a little bit of a buy sign for me. Yeah. And, and this is a guy, I don't know if I'm going to bet it, but this is a guy certainly that's been there before. So he's not a total greenhorn. It's not like you have a guy leading the first time in a major, kind of like what we saw of Corey Connors after 18 holes. Now, Corey Connors, we thought was going to regress a little bit because he gained like three and a half strokes in his first round putting, which almost was like a career performance for him he dropped but he didn't sink like a stone so he's still right there at two under par just three back so that could be a guy and I'm kind of looking at the global exchange 20 to 1 we know the irons are obviously very good for Corey Connors it's can he make enough putts and you know make these makeable putts and not uh, hit them three or four feet by on the right side and then have tough comebackers for par so I'm seeing like 20 to 1 on him in terms of if you're going to get involved in play and I'll just recap the top of the board really quickly. Brooks Kepka, I think pretty much market wide is the favorite, either at four to one or nine to two. And then Louis Ustazen, as you mentioned, six to one. Matsuyama in that plus seven fifty range. And then Phil at twelve to one. Bryson fourteen. Uh uh, some guys at 20 to one, a lot of different guys, Christian Bezidenhout, Brandon Grace, the South Africans also up there at 20 to one. And then you get in the Corey Connors and those guys. I do think there is somebody that can come off the pace here. If you're looking at some of these guys in like the 20, 25 to one range, and that would be Sun JM, Gary Woodland, Victor Hovland, five back, even though he's three over today, he's not really too far off the pace. So anybody, I think one over or better, at least is live from this standpoint, but if I were to get involved with guys I'm not already on, I, st- I do have a ticket on Bryson already, as well as Victor Hovland and Neiman, kind of those guys within striking distance. The guys I might look to add are Sun JM at around 20 or 22 to one, and also Gary Woodland at about the same price. Yeah, I'm with you on a lot of those points you make. Of course, you and I both have Bryson and Hovland pre-tournament. I do think Sun JM is a nice buy uh, at 25 to one. Uh, this guy has really been unflappable, uh, unflappable so far in this championship, and kind of the guy nobody's talking about either. The other guy I like that is also right in that hole, three shots off the pace, like Sun JM, is Paul Casey. He's really been playing well. We know he can play in the wind, and I think he might have a shot over the weekend. I think what we're seeing, these greens are beautiful, and we know Paul Casey's never been a great putter, but I think the surface is a little bit similar to Poana, and we've seen Paul Casey do very well on that at Pebble Beach, and of course, Mickelson as well. So I, I think Casey could be a contender at about 20 to one as well. Yeah. I had Paul Casey actually last year at the PGA championship thought I was in position to win. And then Colin Marikawa with that great second shot on 16 hit a bullet to within just a couple feet on that par five. And that was pretty much all she wrote. But Paul Casey is kind of near the top of that list. I think when you take the entire 
holistic view of a career. He's arguably one of the best players never to win a major in contention. Again, just two under par, just three shots off the lead has actually been pretty solid. Uh, when you look at the strokes gain putting gaining about a half a round, and we know that putting kind of plagues Paul Casey, it kind of turns Paul Casey into par Casey. And that's what you worry about when you've got a ticket on him, but still three back. There's a lot of golf to be played. Obviously Brooks Kepka going to be the rightful favorite. He is currently leading the field in strokes gained approach plus 360 so far and he is number one in the field and that's usually kind of maybe the less uh i guess uh less for part of his game if you will not totally weak but he's usually a little bit better off the tee he's usually better putting and scrambling it's usually the iron play and kind of be hit or miss but it's been a hit so far in south carolina this week yeah, no doubt about it, uh, especially today he was spot on in that regard. But I tell you what, I, I don't like the price on him, Wes, and right. I have uh, an inkling that the books are setting him there at four to one because I think the general golf fan, golf better, what have you, they see Brooks Kepka at the top of the leaderboard in a major, and they're going to absolutely run to the window and bet on him whatever the price is. I, I really think Louie's a better value at six to one, a shot ahead of Kepka. And and I kind of have a feeling that Kepka's not gonna go on to win this. And and I think the odds makers are trying to protect themselves, setting that number pretty low. Uh, would you agree with that, or are you kind of thinking you might uh, place a wager on Kepka if, if you were going to get involved in game? No, I'm with you, Brady. I think at, at this standpoint, look, the bookmakers obviously do want to protect themselves. Brooks Kepka kind of has a, a lot of fans out there, especially on golf Twitter. You know, Jordan Spieth has a nice contingent of him, too, in terms of it's like if he's going, it's like, oh, my God, here he goes. And everybody gets all excited. And I just think now that excitement's kind of priced into the line. And the knee, look, hasn't seemed to bother him. But is it going to bother him on the weekend here? Because we know that this is not as maybe hilly of a course as Augusta National, where we could tell about a month ago this knee was really bothering him. That didn't bother him out in Arizona because it was a flat, short track out there at TPC Scottsdale. This is still a 7,800-plus-yard course from the tips. So when you add four days, you might be able to get through two days, but do you start to wear down a little bit on Sunday? And remember, we kind of saw that at the PGA Championship on the weekend last year when he was right in the mix and he was – interviewed after the rounds like I don't feel like I'm threatened at all you know I feel like I'm the best player here and you want that confidence but it was like on Sunday he immediately sunk down the leaderboard I don't know if that's going to happen here again but it certainly wouldn't be the first time if it does happen yeah no I think you make a lot of great points there and and I think there is still question about the knee I mean the first two days you would say maybe he's proven us wrong but I think you kind of illustrate it there there's two more days we're only halfway through with this beast of a golf course and and I kind of agree I think Kepka may fall off a little bit and I don't think he's necessarily going to plummet but I'm not going to bet on him to win uh, we talked about Paul Casey Sun JM Louis Tazen. I think those are all good guys that you could get involved in at this point you and I of course have Hovland and Terrell Hatton and Bryson DeChambeau pre-tournament one guy I added Wes on Thursday night at 80 to 1 he's now at 50 to 1 you have him at 125 to 1 pre-tournament and I still think this guy's got a real shot and that's Jason Kokrak 
Yeah, he does. He's always very good off the tee and really on the greens. The approach game can kind of be a little bit hit or miss, but he was another one of those guys that are about three or four strokes down the leaderboard that really kind of grinded it out where it really could have went sideways. They get in with like even par rounds and they could have easily been two or three over, but were able to make enough putts and just were able to kind of hang in there and not really lose their focus. We saw some guys lose their cool, especially the South African Eric Von Roy and I don't know if you saw that Brady where he absolutely melted down on 17 and he was swinging that club about to hit everything but the lottery really so this will wear on guys if they don't play well you're going to get some of those temper tantrums from some of these guys and the guys that can keep their cool and take their medicine when they hit a bad shot don't turn a bogey into a double or a triple or a quad those are the guys that can hang in there and Jason Kokrak I was monitoring him on Friday afternoon here and he really kind of maintained, I think. Joaquin Neiman was another guy that did the same thing. Soon JM was another guy that shot even par. Gary Woodland. Those guys could have shot 75 or 76 today, but they hung in there, and they're right in the mix. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They were calm, cool, and collected. They could have shot 80, and you wouldn't have known it. It looked uh, like they went out there and shot a smooth 68. And I think Goosetazen has uh, maintained that demeanor as well. And, you know, Louie's always been a pretty cool customer. And I think I even heard an interview with him after the round today. He actually works on that when he goes into a major championship to just maintain that that complete cool and not get into the nerves that a lot of the younger guys experience. You know, it's a major championship and they really kind of succumb to some of that pressure. We, you talked about it. Louis has been a bridesmaid, finished second place in every single major, just finished third in the U S open. So uh, this guy definitely knows how to handle this stage. And I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, was hoisting the Wanamaker trophy on Sunday. Uh, Wes, let's go ahead and wrap up the program here. I think we've covered just about everything, what we think is might be good bets going into the weekend and, and further on down the road. Is there anything else that you're viewing on the board as far as an outright win or any other bet that you might make at this point heading into moving day at Kiowa Island? Yeah, there's a couple I'm going to be eyeing that I may get involved with tonight. I mentioned one earlier, Sun JM at around 25 to 1. I think that's the best price you can find. He's as low as 20 in some markets. I know at DraftKings, that's where he's at. So that I, I might just kind of add one here. I've got some lurkers, Brady. I don't have anybody right off the lead. Was in a better position after Thursday night than I am after Friday night, but at least had all the pre-flops make the cut. Now a couple of them don't have a chance to win because they're way too far back, but still got some lurkers. And if they could shoot like, you know, 68s or 67s tomorrow or even a 69, they're going to be right in the mix because I don't think, I would guess that the lead on Saturday is probably going to be somewhere around seven or eight under par. So I don't think all of a sudden you're going to see a leader shoot about a 64 and just get away from these guys. Yeah, no, I agree with you. There's a ton of golf left here and I'm feeling pretty good. I've got a handful of guys that are absolutely uh, in the thick of this thing. So should be a great weekend and uh, maybe we'll get together and do this again. Who knows? Knows. I'll be writing the column after Saturday's round that you can find at vison.com my uh, assessment of the uh, Saturday round and what are some bets going into the final day that you might find valuable as well. Thank you very much, Wes. Uh, you enjoy your weekend. I'll see you inside the green zone and enjoy the rest of the PGA Championship, buddy. Always good to be with you, Brady. All right. That is going to do it for long shots after the cut.
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare are you still searching for your perfect place to call home well now is the time to buy at fisher homes if you're looking to move in before the end of 2024 may could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end if you're hoping to move in even sooner fisher homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you where you can start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home